Welcome to our second episode of Tap Tap Cast, where we are kind of discussing the Pokemon Go PvP, this beloved Tap Tap game that we all play and enjoy. I am Amanda, also known to many of you as Lundberger. And my name is Martin. You may also know me as Inadequance. Today, we have a guest called Softo. Welcome also. How are you so, doing? I'm good. It's a lovely morning for me. <laughs> for you, yes, it's 7 p.m. here, but uh, I guess that's a little bit with time zones. Can you tell uh-huh. us a little bit about yourself, Soph? Sure. I'm Soph Toph, and let's see. I guess my title now is I'm a Glow Pokemon caster, Whoa. and I guess I also... All right, guys, settle down. <laughs> that's... Wow. I also um, do some Pokemon.com articles from time to time. And then my like base identity is that I used to be a Twitch streamer, and uh, I also have a little Discord called Toketown that I like. Very cool. So can I ask, I mean, Pokemon Go has been around since 2016. When did you get into it, and how did you get into PvP? Yeah, so I was playing in 2016 for a little bit like everyone else was, and I played through, like I want to say, end of August or like early September, so maybe like a little bit longer than the main player. And then I took a break until basically just before the pandemic. And then I was just like playing the PvE parts of the game. And then um, I started playing PvP like, I don't know about like how seriously this was, but I was playing a little bit when it first came out because I remember I had a friend who was like telling me about it. And he was like, oh, you know, like you walk like this many kilometers every day. And you can use those kilometers to play Go Battle League. Oh, I remember so, that time. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I'm, I don't want to waste these amazing resources I've been accumulating. So I played a little bit, but I mean, I was only walking like enough for like one set a day. And then um, I did like a teeny bit of PvP in like friend battles because that was like the only way you could play Sinnoh or get Sinnoh Stones to evolve stuff. And like Magmar, like I was really into like finishing my Pokedex, which I like totally don't do now. But anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> And then, yeah, and then basically, like, March, yeah, mid-March 2020, I had, like, literally nothing to do because we were all on lockdown. So I just, like, watched, like, every Zionic video known to mankind. And then I was playing GBL pretty much every day from then until roughly now, which is a long time. (laughs) But, yeah, that's my PvP start, I guess. I have a lot of questions. I'll start with the first one, which is kind of unrelated to you, but just something I'm curious about. Okay. Is Pokemon Go the first time that you had to deal with kilometers as an American? (laughs) So, I understand why you Europeans would think that we're so uncivilized over here. But actually, anyone who's taken a STEM class, that's like a science or math class, you usually use the metric system for those. Um, So, like, let's say you're doing basic dimensional analysis stuff you know you're converting things with like grams and kilograms and meters and kilometers um it's definitely the first time i've had to like measure something in my daily life with kilometers though um so like i think the so i don't want to say this now because it's going to sound dumb but i think that the conversion is like 1.6 kilometers per mile so i always kind of like knew that correct okay great <laughs> but i never i don't know i don't have like a good conception of it but now thanks to pokemon go I'm like, ah, yes, I know exactly how many meters I'm walking. And yeah. So <laughs> I also, I also, also like this backdoor brag that she had because STEM is like, it, you know, it's like, it's basically saying, 
I'm really smart without saying that I'm, I'm really smart. So, oh, yeah. No, no, well, this is like, anyone, anyone who's been part of the STEM program, you know, the science No, no, no. This is like basic high school, like freshman year or maybe like sophomore year. You're doing okay, like, so. these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, yeah. Any like chemistry, physics, they always start with the dimensional analysis unit. And that's always metric system. And in fact, by the way, um, one of the presidents in U.S. history tried to change the U.S. to be on the metric system. But I don't remember what happened, but somehow everyone was lazy and that never happened. So here we are. <laughs> yeah. Wow, it would have been great, right? If we all used the same system. You know, it would be so great. I mean, I'm totally Americans. I don't even, I don't know why Niantic uses kilometers because the app developers are American. But That's true. I don't mind though. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't mind. <laughs> um, I have another question. You said you used to be a Twitch streamer. Oh are you yeah. not anymore? Okay, so... I mean, I still stream like once every two months or something, um, but I don't consider, I, I don't know. I feel weird. Just to collect the subs. Myself. Yeah, sure. I, don't, I feel <laughs> weird identifying myself as a Twitch streamer if I do it so infrequently, but basically I streamed for most of, or I started streaming like January, 2021. And then I streamed for like definitely pretty intensely like the first half of that year. And then like July, August or somewhere around there, I stopped to focus on school because I was starting mm. a school program that semester mildly yeah and then since then I don't know it's like I also kind of I, I wouldn't say I was like burned out by streaming but it, it was a little bit like the fun of streaming for me was getting to spend a lot of time on it and like always thinking about how to improve my stream and like do new stuff and like see the community but like a I like I'm like in discord so much that like the second part of that isn't like I don't get that much marginal utility and then the other thing about constantly like thinking about how to improve my stream which like for me like just trying to improve at something is like always a big motivator but like I don't have like the free mental space to do that anymore so basically every time I go live I'm just like going live and I'm like not doing anything and then I was like oh yeah I was gonna do this thing but I forgot to and then that's kind of like not fulfilling you know yeah yeah I remember that you had started streaming because I don't know if you were a part of the girls at pvp server before that or, or had played much PvP, but uh, we were in a small cup together. I don't know if oh you remember. Oh my gosh! It, it yeah. was it was a um, I can't even remember the meta, but I was doing so well. Like I I think I like swept the the mega tournament, and I was in this small one, and I was like, uh -huh. you know, we were up against each other in the finals, and I'm like, oh yeah, I you know I'm gonna sweep not only the mega, <laughs> but I'm gonna sweep this other one too, and I just got flat out three would by you, and I was like, who is this person? And I was like, she's so good. <laughs> Not that That's I'm funny. so good, but it was just like, dang, like, I didn't really, like, know you that well. And then I was looking yeah. at stuff. I was like, oh, no, she's, like, legit really good. Okay. I think I vaguely remember. So I, I don't remember, yeah, exactly when this was. It was definitely after I started streaming, but, yeah, let's see. So I definitely, like, sort of knew what I was. Okay, so by the time I started streaming, I had, like, at least hit Legend, okay? Mm -hmm. So I wasn't, like, a potato. But, um, yeah, I think when I played that cup, I used to play, yeah, a lot of these, like, not a lot, but a couple of these like little like self cups that were run in the girls at PVP server. So I think that's when we played. But yep. yeah, I, I remember that. I forget like what it was, but I don't know. I like playing random stuff, which is part of why I like Martine server. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, a little shout out there. But yeah, I don't know. It was fun. Um, I like that server. And that's how a lot of like the first, like, let's say online community people on my friends list, like I became friends with. Yeah. Yeah, same. So back to the stream part how, how did you get like into it from oh, basic, basically here. battling right uh -huh. getting to legend beating up uh -huh. amanda in sylph cups yep. uh -huh. and then into streaming 
And I think okay. you met like people like your current faction. I don't know if you still play factions, but those people yeah. as well from there, right? Yeah, sort of. Okay, so some people on Elite TMZ I did meet through there. Okay, so the so like the latter half of 2020 was like when I was like trying to get better at the game and like I was watching a lot of Twitch streams and stuff. So I was like, okay, this looks fun. Like I could definitely do this. But I didn't want to stream without like hitting legend at least or something and i hadn't ever hit legend the first like real like short seasons um like rank 10 mm -hmm. and then yeah and then i hit it and then i like posted on twitter and then i got a dm from mr kevin salidaris and he was like you should do a duo stream with me sometime and i was like that's such a great idea i should just start streaming also <laughs> so then then i uh, i had a friend at the time who he's not super active now but mushroom he was like down to do some duo streams. So we did that to start with. And then, yeah, like Yasser and like YTX, I don't know why, but they were in my chat when I had like 10 viewers. And then we started like hanging out more like off Twitch. And then, yeah, so like when I was like a, an early streamer, my like close streamer friends were like Yasser and like, I guess YTX isn't a streamer, but he was always there. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Heydonis also was kind of like a younger streamer at the time. And then Smash, well, Smash was like, he started a bit before the rest of us and then Bloody Bananas. So I guess it was kind of like a, a, like a cohort of people who had started streaming around the same time and we like hung out a lot. And then, yeah. And then like, let's see, when is this now? Oh, my factions didn't start until July, 2021, but I guess that was like my, my first like kind of like core friend group. And then people like That Boy J and Signal, they were like regulars in our chat, but they weren't like streamers, but that's kind of how we met them. Like they were... Like the four of us, or yeah, five of us, like we all had really like overlapping communities. So like some viewers would be like in most of our chats. Um, so that's like the that boy J, the signal kind of people. And then yeah, Elite TMs I believe started July 2021. So that was like J Signal Yasser wanted to do something, and then they just like forced the rest of us to join them. <laughs> um, forced? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I was thinking about it, but I was like kind of meh. And then, um, yeah, so we got them. And then, like, Ferrixter and Ed, like, I literally had no idea who they were. Well, I mean, I knew who they were. Like, I knew they existed. But I, like, literally had never interacted with either of them. So that was fun. And then, am I blinking on anyone else from the original roster? I feel like no. Anyways, yeah, over time, we added people like SJ, who was really active in Yasser's community at the time. Um, and then more recently, people like Elam, who's, like, Mango, who I guess they've always been kind of around, but... Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so, it's Bloody Bananas. Is he still around? I haven't seen him in a while. Okay. He is basically dead, but he messaged <laughs> like not, me. Not really dead, dead, right? Oh, yeah. No, he just, no, like, just basically. <laughs> <laughs> he like stopped playing the game, basically. Uh, but he, I talked to him a couple weeks ago and he said he might be making a comeback. So we'll see. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We have a lot of these people, you know, famously retiring and then coming back for. You know, in a little bit of time. I respect that, though. I mean, it's like, I think if obviously if you get a little burned out, it makes more sense mm -hmm. to take a break. But yeah, yeah, we love to see people come back. In your opinion, what are things that maybe Pokemon Go could do to inspire people who have left the game to come back? Oh, boy. Okay, so I think the bottom line for me is that if we want to retain actually like top players at PvP, like the game needs to be consistent and like all the bugs mostly damage registration error but also like yeah one turn lag double cmp those things all need to be fixed because like even if we recruit a lot of new players like we convert them like okay if you think about it as like some funnel right like some number of people in the world will play pokemon go some subset of those people will play pvp 
and then some subset of those people will like stay to play PvP. Mm -hmm. So even if we can get lots of players to start playing the game with like routes and whatever other features, and then some number of them start PvP, like the the funnel needs to have like a stop at the end such that we retain all the players that we're converting. So I think that the stop would be nicely implemented if if the game was consistent and reliable, especially if we're going to invest, you know, a lot of time and money into like participating in these regionals um, as the players, right? We wanted to make it like an experience worth investing in. Um, In terms of the part that's converting like PVE players to PVP, hmm, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I always found PVP like intrinsically interesting. So from the perspective of someone who does not find it intrinsically interesting, I mean, actually what got me into PVP was the fact that you could get legendary uh, encounters at rank 20 because I am like, I don't know if you guys like know this. I'm like pretty much free to play except for like some GoFest tickets. Yeah. So like for me getting to encounter legendaries and also during the pandemic, that encounter was like really high. You were basically getting like a Kabbalion like every set. (laughs) Um, I mean, I feel like that was pretty enticing and like, I don't know, maybe at this point, like the rewards are pretty good, but they're not advertised as much either because we think people know about them, but they don't or because people actually know about them. I don't know. Um, But I think like... If we think the spirit of PvP is like getting to catch all these Pokemon and then using them in battle, I think it'd be really great to have an event like in the spirit of Catch Cup, but where like actually all the meta relevant Pokemon are spawning or they release a bunch of like relevant Pokemon like at the same time. And then there's like some meta where you can only use Pokemon that like you just caught. And then that would just really show the direct link between like that part of the game and like PvP. But I don't know. I mean, that's like one small event. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's guess, a really good yeah. point because I, I have some friends um, because I live in Europe, of course, uh, but I still go to Iowa quite often to see family and friends. And so mm-hmm. I'm in local Facebook groups and saying like, I have cleft keys. I have, you know, different regionals. And what I want from you, PVE player, is that buzz wall that you don't Oh, yeah. Do anything with uh, that you got that's under 1500 CP. And of course, they're all like, yeah, I, I, I had so many buzzwalls after this point. But after that meeting with people, they look, they're like, hey, can you look through my Pokedex and tell me if there's anything mm-hmm. worth the, in the, because they're, they're like bragging about something. Oh, look at this like Hundo, you know, Moltres that I got. And I was like, yeah, it's maybe not the best thing you want to use yeah. for, or like this electrode. And it's like, there should be something in game that probably helps people learn these mechanics or learn oh, how to so get right. better yeah uh, be- because otherwise like yeah. i if you're a pve player the only way you learn these things is if you're watching someone's like like you were saying like watching zionics videos or watching some some person who teaches you this is actually what you need to do if you want to do this part of the game there's there's no in-game yeah. portion for that really oh yeah you're so right okay sorry i don't know why i started with the game mechanics but yeah like accessibility is no, like but the I, big I, thing I, I absolutely agree with you so i mean like these are huge things that uh, i think yeah. to keep pvp players it, it, that's yeah. absolutely true yeah no you're totally right about accessibility though so like for example we always tout like nighttime clasher as the success story for someone who like just started and is really successful but the fact of the matter is like he spent a lot of time grinding like at first he like didn't have good ivs for anything and it was still like he still had to put in a lot of time right Whereas, like, um, I had, like, a very brief TCG phase recently, and basically, like, the amount of distance between I know what I want and I want to get it is, like, a couple clicks online, and, like, I'll just have those cards shipped to me right away. It's not like I have to wait for weeks for something to come back in the rotation. 
um, you know, do a bunch of Excel trades, re-roll for good IVs. I mean, of course, like you can probably get along with a team that doesn't have Reggie, doesn't have Cresselia, doesn't have Excels, um, especially if like Medi is not the dominant fighter, let's say. True. But um, it's still like the fact that the things that you want to play right now, you might have to wait weeks or even months or even huge parts of a year if it's like a shadow Pokemon that needs like a legacy move. And oh my gosh. Um, yeah, the fact that there's so much time between when you can get something and when you can use it, that's like a huge barrier to entry. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So the GBL day stream that you guys okay. did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you yeah. also think that contributed to like getting new players in or how do I say uh, it? Motivate people to I hope more so. Okay, so I think that stream was a really, really great idea. Like tons of credit to Daniel. And honest, I, I think I'm going to go back a little bit here and I'm going to give some credit to Speedy, who I think kind of originally came up with the, the first iteration of this idea last year. But um, I think having Trainer Tips, who's like has a big PVE audience, and then it's Axon, who like, just like the, even if people don't know his name, just like saying that he's the world champion is like very cool. Um, that was like, like an incredible amazing idea <laughs> um me and speedy were like also there but we're like oh, whatever <laughs> um but i i mean i hope so like i don't know so here's here's one problem guys when you get good f- feedback on social media people are like oh this is so great like i can't wait to tune in i'm always like you know those people are so enthusiastic already i don't know if we're actually converting them like <laughs> right um but i mean i don't know it's it's really hard to tell but like there were a decent number of viewers and like the twitch drops were nice although of course there were issues with that but um i mean i think seeing someone who's well known like work on pvp and like talk about it with someone who's like who's it's like okay i'm talking about saxon right but someone who's like very good and also able to articulate like what to do better and like kind of gives you a sense of like how much there is that you don't know. Um, I think that's really cool. So like, I think if people conditional on people watching and paying attention, think yes, it was probably helpful, but I don't know how many people are like watching closely or like, you know, taking it seriously, that kind of thing. So I do um, think more but, people watch that though, than they watch the regional streams and everything. I was looking at the statistics. Yeah. I think it had a, a, you know, a very, very high viewership, but like you said, there are Twitch drops. There are, potential mm-hmm. things that are pulling people in like like trainer tips but i think yeah i agree i think that it was a really cool idea and i'm glad that and hopefully things like this will be implemented for future seasons as well yeah definitely i mean i think like the regional streams the audience is not that casual i mean i don't know it's weird i don't know how you guys feel about this as casters like who are we talking to are we talking to the casual viewers or the the like experienced players or like the really experienced players um all right so what's your opinion on that what do you who are you talking to when you're when you're doing it i think i think i try to talk to new players but new players who have like a clue for like typings at least you know (laughs) like not like not literally someone who just walked into the stream but maybe someone who has a little bit of knowledge like yeah and then sometimes I'll like make really small comments that I know like advanced players will get but like I don't really expand on them because like they're kind of just like little throwaway comments but yeah I don't know what do you guys think of that I I personally I think you two are two of our best color commentators that we have in the game across Oh, across Pokemon Go. I don't really watch the other streams, to be honest. But I think you guys articulate things in a way that um, is helpful for new players, but also shows that you have a really deep understanding of the the game, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I try to not, I mean, like, I'm also not as good at the game as you guys either. I would say that you guys are more competitively good at the game. Uh, but I try to help the stream run as a stream, if this makes sense. Yeah. And also help bring in new people and 
make fun of Martine, which is one of my favorite things to do on the stream. But because so she fun. doesn't participate. Oh. You know, I remember you guys were streaming. To, I forget what it was, but there was like a oh man. I forget what it was, but you guys like had a cute little pose together for some reason. And then <laughs> it was Liverpool, like, wasn't it? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, I was like, that is so cute. And then I went to Twitter and someone posted, and I was like, oh, that's so good. But yeah, you guys are like really good together. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you um, this is your first season with casting. Walk us through how it's been going for you. Oh, yeah. It's been super fun. I I think at first I was like, man, this is kind of tough. Like, now I have less opportunities to compete. But I'm like, yeah, this is just, like, way better. Like, it's so much less stressful. And, like, you literally just get to spectate. And then, like, you have a good seat to spectate with. And you just get to talk about it. And then for some reason, it's like, oh, people actually want to hear your opinion. That's, like, kind of weird, right? Um, but, you know, it's, it's super fun. Like, everyone I've worked with, at these events has been so like helpful and welcoming um so i've done like i guess yeah three events now um but yeah it's just really really fun like i love spectating even like when i competed before like after i got eliminated i would just like spectate because i thought that was fun so for casting you're basically spectating the whole time <laughs> and then sometimes you're talking also <laughs> but, um sometimes. yeah i mean it's like yeah it's amazing i don't really <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm getting to go to places that I probably wouldn't have gone to. Like, there's no way I would have gone to San Antonio. I mean, I might have gone to Portland, but yeah. And then, yeah, you get to see your friends. You get to hang out. You get to look at these nice games and, like, be part of something, I guess, that's pretty big and has a lot of people working on it, which is always cool. Um, and, I mean, production does a really amazing job. I know, like, things are a little bit different, NA versus EU, but from my perspective, like, production is, like, super amazing and, like, makes everything as easy for you as possible. Yeah, and oh yeah, also like I said earlier, one thing that I didn't really like about streaming was that I wasn't really like focusing on like trying to get better, improve, and like implement new things. Whereas for casting, because I'm so new to it, I mean, maybe I'll get bored eventually, but probably not because <laughs> there's a lot of good things about it. But one really uh, nice thing about casting that I've enjoyed is like every regional, I'm like thinking about like, oh, like I could work on this or I could work on this. And then even if I don't really get what I wanted to do, um, like at least I thought about trying to improve <laughs> which is still <laughs> motivating um yeah no it's been really fun and do you, li do you like yeah. watch the broadcast back to see where you can improve or do you take like feedback from others um kind of both so sometimes i get unsolicited feedback uh, <laughs> which is totally <laughs> fine um and yeah i mean i don't i don't watch the broadcast back just to i don't know it's like i usually have a sense of it after the stream i'm like Ugh, i hate I hate that I said that or something, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and then I usually watch the broadcast, like, parts of it back because, like, mm -hmm. I want to see some parts. And then I'll, like, hear myself and be like, ugh, why did I say that? But I'm not usually watching them back just to improve unless, like, if I were to get feedback on something that I didn't uh, take note of consciously, then I would probably try to watch it back and look for it. But I feel like usually, I mean, it's not like I'm totally brain dead while I'm talking, right? Like, I have an idea and then I also have some like inner monologue that's like reacting to what I'm saying. But I usually watch some some parts of it back. Like for San Antonio, I've watched like my friends' battles back a, mm -hmm. a lot, and then I happen to be talking in most of them, so that's kind of fun. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I, I want to give a, a brief shout out to all my co-casters. So obviously everyone, you know, yet there's a team of four, but like my first broadcast, I had like Speedy, and then I had Wholesome, and then Butters, and they've all just been like so helpful. And like, I don't know. I don't think the viewers realize how much like quote unquote like work there is to do outside of just talking about the battles, but like they have been like carrying that work very hard with like 
you know, like directing a lounge and like transitioning and all those kinds of things that I don't think like the viewers really take note of, but it's like very, very helpful for a new person. I want to ask you something evil. Okay. <laughs> who's, your favorite, who's your favorite out of the three to cast with? Oh, no. <laughs> you know, it's also, okay, it's a little unfair because I've also been, I think, at a different like place for each of them. Um, okay, so I think, hmm, oh, now this is going to sound bad, but okay, I think they're all kind of confounded. Okay, so I actually, I like the cast that I did with Butter is the best. Um, like he asked me about it and he's like, oh, it's your third broadcast. How do you think it went? I was like, I think that's the best it's ever went for me. But that's also like, it's my last one. Like I'm the most experienced and like Butters is really, really fun. I don't know. Have you guys ever cast with Butters? Maybe not. No, not yet. I have not. He literally is like yelling so loudly and he's also like standing up for some of the time. <laughs> I've seen this because I was running, uh, I was SME oh, at you're SME, right. And yeah, I, yeah. I took a photo because he was standing at one point and all you could see on the, the broadcast screen was just like his tummy basically. And it yeah. made me laugh so hard. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he just has so much energy, which I don't even know where it comes from. But like, I'm like pretty chill. So it's really nice to have someone like naturally bring that energy. And then if I just like maintain it, I will like naturally absorb some. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and Butters is like amazing. He's really knowledgeable, too. I feel like it gets a little bit overshadowed because of just how exciting he is. But he's like, definitely very knowledgeable at the game, and, like points out things that like, I didn't even notice and like, blah, blah, blah. Um, wholesome, I think I have the most like natural camaraderie with almost like, it kind of just feels like we're having a conversation so it's like very enjoyable to cast with him and then um speedy obviously is just like a god at everything like he literally makes it so easy like all you have to do is like sit there like potato and he will like do every like <laughs> he'll just like do everything that you did not do <laughs> and like like fill all the holes that you want um yeah i don't know i got i don't want to pick a favorite but i'll just point out i think all of them do things the best that like like compared to the others but i don't know it's hard to evaluate one overall like again i've only done one with each and like i was so different every time too um is there yeah. also someone you would like to cast with still oh is that offensive Another evil question. either of you guys no. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> I'll, I'll stick with na to avoid anything but um i mean i'd love to cast with henry i think um i think he brings a lot of similar positive qualities to the table as butters and like i mean i don't know henry very well but he like literally like the first like okay i didn't like i didn't watch a lot of his youtube videos but like the first cast that he did i was just like you know i like went went out of the booth and i was just like chilling and i like heard him and phoebe casting i was like what the heck like this yeah. man is literally a god like <laughs> I know. Um, he like took off like a rocket i was like whoa this guy's good <laughs> i know i was like wait what the heck and anyways yeah he's really i, I would love to cast with henry yeah. i think at some point or john i also felt this by the way about you when I, I i didn't get to watch it all because i think that there was an event going on in europe at the same time i think there was like a i was in barcelona for your very first one so we were just oh, tuning yeah. in at random yeah, points that. but i was like dang soph is like so composed for like your really? very first stream oh like, my gosh like you just like you didn't seem shook at all you knew exactly what you were talking about and i was like yeah she's uh yeah she's doing really really well, well. i was gonna say it was really easy because i was with speed i mean like i'll give some credit to myself sure. but like speedy like literally made things like very easy like he basically just like like hmm, how do i explain this it's basically like if you're coloring in a coloring book and then everything's like already like drawn in and you're just like 
Oh, you yeah, like those numbers. You have to <laughs> yeah. draw this color here. <laughs> That's like literally what I feel like was happening. Uh, but yeah, also, I didn't even realize this at the time, but I was like giggling so much during the Sacramento cast. And I was like, wow, that's very obnoxious. Like, it's like one of those things where it's like you don't really notice, but then once you notice, you're like, wow, that's so annoying. So, <laughs> um, so I definitely, I think I did a decent job, but yeah, there's definitely when I watched back that bottom, like, oh my God, what was I doing? <laughs> um, but no, it was really fun. And yeah, Sacramento was, was a good tournament as well. Just, you know, elite, always cooking very mm-hmm. hard. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think uh, Species is indeed... Uh, I, let's say I was not surprised that he was paired with you because, you know, as you say, he, he's just one of the more experienced casters around at, mm-hmm. the, at this point. Yeah. He seems very motivated to do it as well, right? Always wants yeah. to improve and makes the best out of it. So, yeah, um, yeah, I think uh, that was a good pairing. I uh, I liked your debut as well. I was I was not surprised that you were good. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you're, you're one of the yeah, more exactly. knowledgeable people around as well. So, you know, I was not surprised that, that you would do well with that. Yeah, and I'm glad you uh, that you like it. Um, are we also going to see you compete somewhere? Probably not this season, 2024. I know, <laughs> so sad. You know, I was actually, okay, I was actually thinking about doing NAIC, but I very tragically, very tragically, I have like literally like two weekends the entire calendar year um, that I like have to do stuff for, for school for. One of them is during NAIC, and I'm like, are you uh... kidding me? I know, it's so sad. And the, the worst part of it is that NAIC is like I mean regionals are just like Saturday Sunday and like NAIC starts on Friday and I'm like you know what I totally could have skipped the Saturday part of my thing and just like come but no NAIC also starts on Friday so yeah I'm pretty sad about that um but definitely next year I definitely want to compete again like I love competing okay like it's just so sad (laughs) uh like I I like try to go to the tournaments early so I can like play the challenges and stuff um which is like it's literally pointless because there's no way I'm going to qualify for Worlds, but I just like like playing. Oh, I actually got a really nice Bulbasaur plushie in the side event at Portland, which, you know, makes it all worth it, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, hopefully next year. I will so, definitely try to compete at one next year. Let's ask this. Okay. Uh, not that I think that they would because they only they didn't do it last year in Japan, but say that there's a last chance qualifiers in Hawaii oh. and you're not casting Hawaii. Would you go to compete in the last chance qualifiers? Oh yeah, of course I would. Why would I not? I'm already there. I mean, so the main the main like barriers like the like time and travel it takes yep. to get there, right? If I'm already there, yeah, of course I would definitely play that. Okay. Or like, I know for the other games there's sometimes like a kickoff type regional, right? No, am I coping? Okay, yeah. If they had I that, think there is, yeah, yeah. But it's like since they didn't do it last year, I'm like I don't know if it was just like a fluke one off because it was the first year that Pokemon Go had it and they were looking for more like competitors to be yeah. into the world qualifications mm-hmm. but now that we have like a decent oh. amount of people mm. do they do lcq for the other games i don't know they have like this open uh is it open okay. qualifiers i'm not sure what it is but i think it's already the, like like a pre-season tournament yeah. that they have uh, yep, the yep, yeah because yeah. what i what i heard was like is naic is the last chance in the season to get championship points to qualify for worlds yeah that's right yeah so but yeah. yeah that sounds right um yeah so i mean if are I was, you, are if you I gonna go to there. spectate regardless is that what you're saying you're, you're going to hawaii I, yeah i think I, well so remember how i said there's like two weekends the whole year that i have to do stuff <laughs> okay so one of them actually happens to be mid-august um, oh i know i know so but if it doesn't coincide with worlds i like i think i'll just go to worlds regardless um so yeah i think yeah i think it'll be pretty fun can you help me? I don't. I, I'm, I'm going to cut this if you're not on my side, though. So, can you help okay. me convince Europeans that Hawaii is a cool Worth location? 
Like a lot of okay. a lot of Europeans are like, why would I want to go to Hawaii when I can go to Greece? I'm like, exactly, not- Greece is just as good. They're not it's even so much closer. They're not Wait, even where did Greece come from? That's where not did even Greece comparable. come from? Where where did Greece is 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 it's there an because, event happening in Greece? No, it's just because like, it's uh, cheaper and it's like nice weather, and I think that they're associating it, the. It has those of- resort vibes, right? It's a vacation vibes, the same as Wait. Hawaii. Okay, they what? don't do like these kind of dances, but okay. you know they're still they're still unique. Good food as well. All right. If if if, if, if like Kreta had Pokemon World Championship, it was the same. It was the same. Okay, so. I'll, I'll make some arguments for Hawaii. Good. So I've actually been there several times because it's relatively close to where I live. And it's like a default vacation spot, I guess. Um, it's really like the weather is really, really nice, first of all. So it's not like those places or well, I don't even know if you, this will make sense to you guys. But like, you know how like people will go to like Florida or like Mexico for like spring break and stuff because it's supposed to be nice weather. But then sometimes it's like cloudy and like not nice weather. OK, Hawaii is like always nice. Um, so that's one thing. Second of all, the people are, like, super, super nice. And I think this is a side effect of, like, just, like, living in such a nice place. But, like, literally, I remember what – I don't remember what we were doing. But I think I was walking with my family up a hill, and it was, like, a super steep hill. And we were, like, why did we do this? But then a random local was, like, hey, do you guys need a lift up the hill? Wow. And we like, oh, my God, we love a lift up the hill. <laughs> and then he gave us a lift up the hill, and it was, like, so easy. Um, yeah, so the people are really, really nice. Like, I don't know. It's just such a – like, I haven't been there in a couple years now, but, like, I've always been like, if I like when I have a honeymoon, I'll definitely that's where you would go in Hawaii. Yeah, it's yeah. so nice. For, I mean, my, yeah. my best friend, she also when she got married, she went to Hawaii on her honeymoon yeah. as well. I, I think it's I, it's not just like a resort location, but all the Europeans that I've talked to, they all have uh-huh. the same mindset about it as well. So I was like, I don't think that's that, so that it's the right. You guys, if you're no, listening, like... you should be hyped to go <laughs> no, to Honolulu. Let, let me speak on behalf of the Europeans. Okay. We Is have our proceed? we have our vision of holiday okay. locations. You have your vision yeah. of holiday locations. Hawaii is not in our book. It's just not there if you're looking for a holiday. For okay, at so least what's, most the, what's the European vision? That is the European vision. Yeah. The European well, yeah, vision. No, but what is the, the European yeah, vision? Yeah, oh. what's, the, what's the ideal? So, yeah, like I said, um, Greece is one of them as like a holiday resort. Like if you like to go to sit at a beach hmm. or something. Spain is also that kind of vibe. Portugal, a little bit. Um, south of Italy, you also have that kind of places. But other than that, we also have a lot of... Uh, diverse culture right within europe uh, and i think like traveling is just it's not a lot of distance mm, uh, yeah that's nice. something i should probably not brag too much about i know how not great for, for you guys this oh my god it's, okay. for us, it's I, sometimes a trade trip away <laughs> but you, you know, know um you know jocks that Europeans do yeah. for holiday usually like like italy okay. two hour flight oh, yeah. easy yeah. Okay, dude. Stop flexing. Okay. <laughs> and also, I'll, like, me... 70 euro return return. Yeah. That's actually okay, that's super dumb. So I think with that perspective in mind, I understand why no one wants to fly to Hawaii, because you can get as good, if not better, things in your perspective very close by and for much cheaper. Um, okay, let me let me tell you a funny story. So you know Jocks, Jocks 13, right? Okay. Yeah, I forget why, but there was some regional going on last year on the East Coast, and he was like, why, why aren't you at this regional and I was like it's so effing far and he's like oh but it's all the same country you know Europeans go from like this country to this country in like a day and I'm like I like pulled up a map and I'm like it's literally the distance from you to like I don't know if I said like Italy or something but it was very far and he's oh and I was like I yeah I apologize <laughs> on behalf of all the other Europeans for that cluelessness <laughs> yeah it was like it's like a six hour flight from west coast to east coast for 
for yeah. any Europeans listening. But um, I mean, even, even, it's on the, even the tip of California, the top to bottom mm-hmm. is a ridiculously long time. Like if oh, you're driving yeah. it and stuff. So it's like, it's, it's, yeah. I'm trying to think of like driving from Belgium. It would be uh, like driving to Italy. Yeah. Or farther. Yeah. Maybe Poland. <laughs> Cause what would it be? What if you're driving from even, let's say, um los uh, angeles to la to sf is about 300 mi- miles so yeah, like wow. 500 kilometers nice. yeah Thank something you. like that <laughs> yeah or it's like a yeah about a one hour flight it's not too far i guess yeah. but yeah but yeah that's also the options we're either driving or we're taking a flight i mean i guess california is one of the places that does have a train system but it's not like we don't have okay. like trains that go across the u.s the way that there are trains that go across europe i do oh, feel yeah, for we the need US trains the- man we need trains okay let me tell you something when i was in seventh grade we had this i did like some speech and debate stuff and we had a debate topic that was like the, the california high-speed rail would do more harm than good or something and then all of our like discussion topics were like oh blah 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 expect to be completed blah 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 2030 blah 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 and here we are how many years later and there's literally nothing <laughs> yeah that's true it's true and no plans for anything either so it's super sad but yeah the, the east coast has some trains um but they are still like train from like let's say new york to boston it can cost as much as like a flight if you mm-hmm. are booking late for example um yeah, yeah i went sad. by train from new york to hartford to boston actually Actually, no, oh, I broke so with, 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 uh, with FEEP. But yeah, Hartford's a little out of the... I don't know if there's... Is there a train station in Hartford? Maybe not. It's kind of a small... I think that the train goes past there through to okay. Boston. Yeah. Like, okay. it's on the same line of East Coast there, no? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we'll just nod. Cause I've never Maybe been my <laughs> European mind cannot comprehend. I've never been Hartford <laughs> or Boston, so I'll just nod. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's also yeah. because, like, in the middle of the U.S., there isn't like as much watch it watch it yeah there's really nothing there (laughs) exactly um well i mean i you said iowa right lundberger i mean there's i would i'd consider iowa like civilization but like i think like northeast west yeah west of iowa and then until you hit like i see now i don't want to offend utah but like let's say until you hit like nevada or like really really like the 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 border of california and nevada there's like pretty much nothing and there's like Montana and like North Dakota, like I don't know, man. Like I've only met like one person from North Dakota in my life, and like I haven't met anyone from South Dakota. <laughs> I don't know if you've even like do you even hear about these states in Europe? Like probably not. Uh, I I don't know all the states. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so like if you haven't heard of them, there's probably nobody there. I think that's the like. That's a fair. I, I guess I know the bigger states, and and now I know Louisiana as well, since I know NIC. Is oh, there. there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Louisiana. Yeah, uh, I've never been there actually. So yeah, me neither. Um, I'm gonna be in the U.S. during this time, so I'm really yeah. considering going to uh, to compete. Uh, to get my time oh, yeah. off my back, I really <laughs> hope that we uh, pair. I hope we pair so bad. That'd be fun. I don't want to. I mean, I clapped you so hard the last uh, regional. No! Was, uh, I, I don't, don't want to embarrass you. Wait, did you guys play at a regional? No, we were just. Uh, um, they were trying to set up the phones uh, during oh, the production the okay. day before, so yeah. we were we played a master league battle, and then we're just playing some uh, a regular great league, and then an auto rec great league stuff. And I crushed I him. Uh-uh. <laughs> I won one battle. Yeah, I know the other games do caster battles sometimes, and like it'd be fun if we did that. But yeah, that's, yeah I, think I guess they do that during the like breaks. Right? Work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing with Go is it's so nice that it is fast paced. You know that yeah. we can fit in so many more games. They're do- trying to do stuff to fill the 
the dead time between, but we don't really have too much of that. Yeah. Well, yeah, because basically, like, if they have, like, a one-hour round and then they, like, they, this stream game happens to take, like, 30 minutes, that's, like, kind of awkward. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. What are changes you would like to see uh, to play Pokemon for next season? A little bit more serious talk again. Okay. I have a couple ideas. Um, these are changes that I think are just doable with some, like, quote-unquote like manpower and they don't need any like technical expertise so there's like mm, i'll say two categories of changes one is like it's basically a band-aid to the accessibility issue which like if you think about like catching pokemon i consider that more like uh niantic's purview but uh play pokemon perspective i think they could just release whitelists that are like far far let me let me give another tcg analogy okay um if i buy a card today I know the exact date it's going to go out of rotation like two years from now. Okay. Um, for Pokemon Go, uh, for some perspective for our listeners, uh, I will get the move updates possibly three days before regional and they will possibly go live one day before the regional. So that's pretty insane. <laughs> yeah, that's so um, true. <laughs> so, so when I see people being like, oh, like like at Niantic, can we please get the move updates like one week before? I'm like, no, you know like we need like months before not one week before um so i think one thing that could help with that and like potentially is also like gonna help with like not having to keep the meta so like you know like changing all the pokemon like one day in advance is just like having a whitelist let's say for like this period of the season um only like these like 30 pokemon will be allowed like, i don't know if it'd be 30 but like hmm. then you can plan very far in advance so you're like okay i know i'm gonna try to compete this date whatever um, like now every time I see this Pokemon, I'm going to like try to get a good IV or whatever. Um, so it's not really like, it doesn't really help the accessibility, but it helps with the planning, I think, which is like, I think you can make the argument that like, okay, here's, here's an argument that one could make. I don't think one should make it, but like, uh, <laughs> like changing up the meta one day before the regional, um, you know, helps find which players are better at adapting to new things. So I think you could make the argument, but I think the argument that you would want is like, the players who have like put in the time to plan and like know what they're going to do months beforehand, like those ones, we should be rewarding them. So I think having some kind of like whitelist for like some pretty limited set of Pokemon and, you know, months in advance, I think that'd be really cool. Like I'm going to flesh that idea out a ton, but I mean, I think it would A, help with keeping things quote unquote fresh without like just, you know, updating moves, which I think is a kind of unsustainable system. And then two, uh, it helps with the planning side of things. Um, another kind of, and then the other set of things I'd like to see from the play Pokemon. Actually, sorry, there's going to be two more sets. Okay. One is, Go for it. I think the organizers and the venues should have better connection. Okay. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> yep. Better right. connection. That's that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Because well, let me expand a little bit. So yeah, there are definitely bugs like DRE and whatnot um and those those are just bugs in the code that you can't really fix once it's like you're playing the game but there are also definitely times when the game is just lagging and that can that should be fixed yeah. and that's um, venue related it's not actual in-game so a lot of times exactly, you see it yeah. in the chat too they're like oh and listen i'm not arguing pokemon go not that i don't think it's esport ready but there is way too many bugs in it to be consistently mm -hmm. rewarding people but sometimes agreed it is the venue it's like if a lag happens at certain times it, it's yep. not it's not anything that even if they coded it perfectly that would have prevented yeah exactly so i i don't know exactly how thing how that works but like yeah maybe like if the code is like a little bit better you could help mitigate that but i still like it's still mostly on the the venue side or like wherever the phones are so like you know with dodge versus avrip 
top 12 at Worlds. That's not a Niantic bug. That's just lag. Um, Oh, yeah. And the other thing is more on the judging side of things. Um, I would like to see the rules fleshed out more, like what they used to have in the Sylph thing with, like, known game issues. Um, I would also like to see a Go test um, because, I don't know if you guys know this, but to be professor, there's no Go-specific one right now. And I understand why. It's, like, kind of impossible to come up with a test for a game that's, like, has so many inconsistencies. But um, I think it would just be nice, at least, you know, internally, you could, like, be like, okay, these are the ones that we want to be, like, the judges that, like, we want to be, like, ruling on disputes. These are the ones that are more knowledge about, like, the rules type stuff. And then similarly, I think it would be nice. I don't, uh, this might be, like, too much, but I think when you're ruling on, like, technical disputes, it'd be nice to have a judge who's designated as, like, lead like technical judge or like subject matter expert judge or something because there's like the game is like sufficiently complex that whoever is like you know the best at like running the tournament making things go smoothly and go on schedule like they're not necessarily gonna like know all the ins and outs of DRE and like when it's impactful and stuff so I think if you can like appoint someone every tournament who's like kind of like their realm is more like the technical side of things um I think that'd be nice as well and like again these are all things that I think can be done on like the play Pokemon side and not like you don't need to like fix the code to do any of these things, which is nice. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think that, and again, I don't know how it's done in the NA versus EU. I think we sort of have people already in mind that who are at the judging of the events that are more technically savvy and people know kind of to turn to those people if they have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course that yeah. that's more like behind the scenes and, not actually like written on paper, mm-hmm. which I think yeah. is what you're saying is like there should be these designated roles for these types of of judges. Which I agree. I think that would be yeah a really good. Step. I mean, it doesn't even have to be like so like like multiple designated like like I think everyone can rule on things to some degree, and then you just like want to have like maybe one like like a Dune Bug or a Dijon right or an Ilya in your case, um, who's like designated as like this is person I will ask for help if I don't like if I'm not sure or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Would you yeah. uh, would you want to be a judge for Pokemon Professor? Um, so in theory, I wouldn't mind, and I think I like understand the game enough to mm-hmm. like do a decent job of it, um, and be fun to be around. But in practice, if I am not casting an event, I'd probably just want to compete. Which I think that yeah, I mean that's like one of the reasons that there's just like not that many judges out there is because like. Everyone mm-hmm. just wants to compete, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, there needs to be more incentive, you think? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, it's hard. I mean, competing is just fun. Like, even if even if the judges got paid, like, some, like, you know, nice amount, I'd be like, like, I'm sure there'd still be, like, a tournament where I'd be, like, choosing between competing and judging. And I'd be like, well, I, like, would at least want the experience of competing, like, once or something. And that's already, like, crowding out the desire to judge um but i mean like no in theory it seems fun i think it's a pretty stressful job though like i know they have to be there like it's like very long days they need to be there on friday sometimes too but yeah i don't know maybe maybe it's fun i mean dune seems to enjoy it so maybe it's fun (laughs) (laughs) i don't know though um like at least for like local like events i think that'd be fine and i wouldn't mind like sitting out to just like judge or help things run yeah um amanda should we start with our closing question here yes we shall it's a two-part question and okay. the question is based around the theme of crab brawlers and machampions 
So okay. I want you to name a PvP player in the community who you think could fall into a Kerbrawler category. And this is someone who maybe they're not super well-known or maybe they're oh. not even like super great at this moment, but you see a lot of potential in them. You see them as a scrappy player, someone who is probably going to be a very good PvP player or even a very good PvP player, just not well-known. Oh, and then that's so the second one is um, a champion who is someone who you think is probably already really well-known in the community and could potentially be a contender to win worlds. And let me Sheesh. preface it and say, you could say Martine. I was thinking about it, but I was like, I don't know if uh, <laughs> I need to suck up that much. <laughs> Martine, no, you have no qualified. Martine. Okay, okay. Um, 25 points you, off. Uh, do you have, sorry, let me just, have you qualified for worlds already? Tw I'm 25 points off. Okay, so, so basically, okay. Um, okay, Crab Brawlers is difficult because I think at this point, I mean, like, I guess that's, like, what do you consider, like, well-known, right? Like, at this point, most of the good players have competed at least once. So it's really hard to identify someone who's, like, maybe, like, not competed or competed, like, only a couple of times. Um, that's hard. Huh. Okay, I'm going to start with my champion. I think that's easier. Okay, actually, it's it's hard, though, because... <laughs> It's like, what do I give that's not just a cop-out answer, right? Like, okay, so like, for example, like Dunebug, I think maybe a lot of people would consider the best player in the world right now. And I think he is better than his world's perform. Like, it's really, it's, it's weird because like, he's probably the best player in the world, but he doesn't have like major, like NAIC or worlds, for example, like mm -hmm. um, accomplishments. So, but that's I don't nice. know if that's like a boring answer. Um, I'll, I'll, let me give a less boring answer. Oh, actually, wait, this is like, Hmm. This is probably not going to count for either category. <laughs> Let me think about this. Give, give us a name. We'll, we'll put it in a category for you. How does that sound? <laughs> okay. She's flipping um, it on us. Let me look. I actually made I made a, a little list with a friend recently. Only for NA though, so sorry. <laughs> um, wow. Damn, where is it? Okay, here. Oh, sorry. I hope I was Okay. Um... Okay. Hmm. Contender for worlds, huh? Okay. Here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I wanna say something. I, I wanna say someone who I think is like, they're very clearly very good and people know they're good, but I don't think they get even like still enough recognition and that's Elite. So maybe you guys are like, everyone knows Elite is like literally a god, but I think Ooh. because he just doesn't <laughs> compete super often, right? Like, so he's won two regional championships, which is like obviously huge, but. Um, I think he doesn't compete a lot. Um, like Dune hasn't had the like NAIC world success just because like I don't even think he's been to an NAIC. I think he's only been to one Worlds. Mm -hmm. um, but I think he's like really good. I think like the tournament runs he had, he's like also like very consistent under pressure, right? It's not like he's going to a bunch of tournaments and like doing really well and like then not doing really well. He basically just like goes to a couple tournaments and does really well at those. Um, I definitely think he's a top ten at least North America player, if not the world. Um, so I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see Elite do well, I guess. And then my other answer would be like Elam, I guess. But yeah. Okay. Let me go back to the Crab Brawlers thing. Oh, that's so hard. Okay. <laughs> Someone who doesn't play much, but somehow I can, how would, where would I even find them? Or, Just or maybe the GDL even, leaderboard? Let, let, let's say like uh, <laughs> someone who you've seen compete at a regional who didn't uh -huh. qualify necessarily, but you're like, Hey, they're pretty good. Like, Oh, or, that's like, so you easy. Know. All right, more cop-out answers. I think SJ and that boy J, um, I consider them top 10 NA players at least, 
if not higher. And neither of them qualified. But again, it's like, I know they didn't qualify to Worlds, but like, so let me, so for those of you who don't know, so SJ was uh, second place in Peoria and Jay was Mm -hmm. like fifth or sixth in Toronto. And for both of them, that was their first tournament. But it's like, they've been around for so long that I'm like, they've both hit like number one on GBL leaderboards, for example. They're also both my faction teammates. So, you know, there's (laughs) a bias. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is that an acceptable answer? Like, they're both clearly, I, I like... point out. Yeah. Are you saying that, like, half of the players you name as top 10 NA players are Tove Towners? Uh... It sounds like a very biased answer. <laughs> well, <Or maybe>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did I say? Oh, I said Dune, Elite, and then I said Elam, JS. Is that what I said? Yeah. Okay, so I'm looking at, I'm looking at my list. The other five are actually not in Tove Town, but I didn't name them just now to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what you get, guys. Join Tove Town, and then you would have maybe been named on the Tap Tap cast. Get the recognition. <laughs> no, I think I. Well, I, okay. I would think like like Elite, for example, doesn't really like talk much um, in Tove Town or anything. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. So so actually, here's something interesting. So Speedy, if you guys know, also has a podcast, and so recently he was like, I oh. think Elam is the best player who has not won a regional yet so this is why i was like making this list basically i was like thinking about it and i was like yeah and yeah so the answers that came to mind for me were like sjj like auburn maybe caleb for best players who have not won a regional sorry mm-hmm. this is na only i said inadequance if we included the world obviously yeah so those those are my na answers for that um so and i, I said sjj and yeah you can throw in auburn um you know what this means is, uh, Martina, is we just have to make sure that Sofitov comes over to Europe at some point so she can cast over here, and then she'll see I'll know all the, the glory of all <laughs> of the EU players. Yeah, now that you, no, EU players are really good. Like, um, I'll, I'll even embarrass Jay a little bit, where he's always like, oh, the European regionals are way better quality than the NA regionals. <laughs> so there you go. Um, we'll take it. Where was I? <laughs> uh, Amanda, I don't like it. Amanda's picking both sides here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I think, yeah, I guess, yeah, for the first, if we're just going to say someone who hasn't qualified to Worlds, but who I think, like, is Worlds caliber and, like, very good. I mean, it's like, it's it dumb to say Auburn? Like, Auburn's also been a god for who knows how long. Yeah. Yeah. I and think that's a perfect even, answer, though. He hasn't won, you know? And, yeah. 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 That's great. Yeah. And, but so, he also, like, top cut at Worlds, I think, right? True. So oh, it's true. like, yeah. And it's like, why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'll say, like, because he hasn't competed as much. Even though he's really good, like maybe he doesn't have so much recognition, but that's you know what the thing with Auburn, yeah. you what? know what he's going to bring, uh-huh. and you still lose. That, that's that's the vibe <laughs> I always had from Auburn. Like he always brings Swampert, Sableye, plus another Pokemon. Uh-huh. You see it coming from Miles, he just can't, cannot do anything. Like like that is how good he is. I love yeah. that about him though. No, he he's very good. Also, sorry, Martina, I'm sucking up a lot, but I really admire how you can succeed with so many different Pokemon. I uh, I. It's sometimes just luck of the draw, right? Yeah. I mean, that would be the problem <laughs> if there's a whitelist, right? Because if you can only choose from 30 Pokemon, how is he going to win <laughs> with the Greninja? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the whitelist thing, it doesn't have to be 30. Uh, so I think it could be easy. Like, even if you wanted to make it, like, thematic. Like, the first part of the season is, like, Kanto only. Like, that's mm. such an easy whitelist to make. And, mm-hmm. like, you're already, like, guaranteeing yourself ways to make it, like, uh, non-overlapping with other metas. Um and it's like, a, you know, still enough Pokemon to choose from kind of thing. Yeah, yeah I don't know. No, I like, I like it. It, it keeps it interesting and it also tests your team building skills over maybe potentially like taking a team of someone who already did well to do this. I don't know. I like, I think it's an interesting idea. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah. 
What a cute question. I like that. <laughs> well, what do, what do you guys, what would you guys say for that crab brawlers and the champions question? It's, I, I guess it's hard to, because you're trying to say basically someone who's underrated, but it's like yeah. hard to say where they're rated, I guess. Yeah, that's the tough part. Yeah. Uh, for a crab brawler, I would say uh, my friend Tristiano, aka Trip Thunder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, uh, he only played two tournaments so far, but he's he been improving a lot. One at least, right? If not yeah, he got uh, yeah, Leo. That was the second tournament he played. Yeah. Um, and the match champion. I'm just gonna be cocky and say, on a good day, it could be me. On a bad day, I go. Okay. <laughs> no, that that it could be anyone but me. But I, okay. I, I I usually am very confident. The thing is, like, if I win like these locals against very good players with like uh-huh. the Coma or Greninja, I feel like top of the oh world God. and yeah. then i go one to a lift where i'm like man i'm the worst player in the world <laughs> you know it goes now, both ways really. if you were the worst you would have been oh two so there you go that, yeah yeah that, that's Fair. that's a great <laughs> salute to everyone who actually went oh two <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> okay crop that out amanda <laughs> self to blast uh... Zero two yeah. part. No, no. And she was yeah. never seen again. <laughs> For me, I think yeah. that uh, Brawler, but I mean, he's, I think he's getting more and more well known. And he's just top of mind right now because he did so well in uh, the last tournament. But uh, Wolfpack, I think oh, he's, yeah. I think he's really good. And he, I don't think he competed at Worlds last year, uh, but he was always like knocked out by like really good players. And like, he's, I think he's becoming like a really, really good player of his own. So I would say that for my Brawler. And my champion is, to be determined. I can't say what? more time. I'm not allowed to say oh, more what? time. Okay, I had to answer these questions for a million years and you guys are just going to cop out and say yourselves and nobody. <laughs> oh hey, my. at least I put some thought in mine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, think I, my, I, yeah. I always pick Martine. I, I mean, I did at EUIC last year of players to watch. I think he's a, he's a very good battle. And again, watching him compete in all these very stacked locals, which I mean, it's like yeah. the, the Belgian and Dutch community. And he's top cutting, either winning a challenge or a cup in each of them with a different team. And I mean, yeah, it, that's crazy. It's consistently no, Mart- good. Martine's a good answer. He's, he's fine. Like, <laughs> it's kind of unfair. Ooh, like everyone already knows he's good. It's like, I never oh, so got this much grace. But- yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. the nicest I'll ever be to him. But it's a uh, for our for our fifty <laughs> listeners on Tap Tap Cast. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah. Right. Thank you so much for coming on, Soph. It's been a pleasure. I mean, it's always fun to chat with you a little bit and get to know you a little bit more. Yeah, thanks for having yeah. me. I hope uh, hope I said something useful <laughs> to society. I don't know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> don't worry about that. Thanks so much uh, for coming on. Hopefully, see you at a future event. Hopefully. Not NAIC, I guess, but uh, maybe, maybe, maybe Worlds will. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. I mean, Hawaii is a great place that you will, of course, be visiting, right? Surely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can love Hawaii. I'll fly straight back to Greece after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Sof thank you for coming on. Again, new episodes releasing on Thursdays. We'll catch you guys in the next Tap Tap cast. Okay, bye.